Today's reading is Revelation 3. To the angel of the church in Sardis, write, These are the words of the one who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation for being alive, yet you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains, which was about to die. For I have found your deeds incomplete in the sight of my God. Remember then what you have received and heard. Keep it and repent. If you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know the hour when I will come upon you. But you do have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their garments. And because they are worthy, they will walk with me in white. Like them, he who overcomes will be dressed in white, and I will never blot his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of the one who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door, which no one can shut. For you have only a little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Look at those who belong to the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews but are liars instead. I will make them come and bow down at your feet, and they will know that I love you. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of testing that is about to come on the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. I am coming soon. Hold fast to what you have, so that no one will take your crown. The one who overcomes I will make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will never again leave it. Upon him I will write the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem that comes down out of heaven from my God, and my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the angel of the church in Laodicea write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the originator of God's creation. I know your deeds. You are neither cold nor hot. How I wish you were one or the other! So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to vomit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I have grown wealthy and need nothing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire, so that you may become rich, white garments, so that you may become clothed, and your shameful nakedness not exposed, and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those I love I rebuke and discipline. Therefore, be earnest and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. To the one who overcomes, I will grant the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. This is God's word. Years ago, when I was in seminary, I was in the driveway of my house, scraping the old grass off the bottom of my mower. A couple that lived a few doors down the street from me walked by on the sidewalk. They asked me if I was a minister, 
and I said I was in seminary preparing to become a pastor. The wife said, you need to come to our church and become our pastor. I was startled by that and said, what church do you go to? St. Matt's, she said, referring to a church in our neighborhood just around the corner from my house on the next block. They were walking back from a church member's meeting at the time. Don't you have a pastor? I asked. Yes, but all he does is tell stories about going to the grocery store and doing this and that. We need someone who will come and preach the gospel, is what she said back to me. I was surprised by this conversation because the church she mentioned was part of a denomination that left Orthodox Christianity a long time ago. I knew the church she was referring to had dwindled to only a few members and attenders, just like most churches in their denomination had. So my surprise wasn't that the preaching was unbiblical and weak. It was that there were any members still there who knew the Lord at all. That's kind of what was going on in the church at Sardis that we read about in verses 1 through 6 today. The church was dead, according to verse 1, and what little life remained was about to die, according to verse 2. Yet verse 4 described a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. Those are the words of the NIV. Christ commanded the entire church to repent and hold fast to his doctrine in verse 3. But the promise in verses 4 through 6 was that those who truly did trust Christ would be saved, even if the church died around them. Verse 5 promises, I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Again, that's from the NIV. In New Testament times, there was one church, at most, in every town. So if your church was dying, you couldn't leave for a living, growing one. That's what most Christians would do today in our culture here in America. But there's something to be said for those who don't give up the faith and fight for a faithful church. This passage also underscores the importance of walking with God personally, even if others around you are not. At the last judgment, you will stand alone before God, and so will I. We will be accountable to him for what we believe and how we lived, regardless of whether anyone else around us led us properly, walked with us in a way that pleases God, and was faithful like we should be. It must be strange to be one of the few or only true believers in a church. But that is no excuse to stop seeking the Lord yourself. I hope none of us is ever in that position. But regardless, this passage should encourage us and challenge us to be diligent about our discipleship. If there are people who keep seeking the Lord in a dead and dying church, how much more should we be faithful to walk with him when we have so many others to encourage us, lead us, and teach us to follow God? If you found this devotional helpful, please sign up to receive it every day in your email, and you can be helped by it every day. Go to dailypbj.com slash subscribe, and it's completely free. I am looking for financial support, though, and if you can help with that, please go to dailypbj.com slash support. Finally, please share this with someone who might grow from it and be encouraged by it. Maybe they're in a church that's dying. Maybe this would encourage them. So share it with them, and I'll see you next time. May God bless you. Have a great day.